Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Give the gift of well-being with Spa Finder, the world's best-selling spa gift card, and the perfect gift this holiday season. From family members and friends to those last-minute coworker or client gifts, Spa Finder gift cards are a convenient and thoughtful option you can't go wrong with. The Spa Finder network includes thousands of spas, salons, and fitness studios all over the U.S. with services like massages, blowouts, mani pedis, even yoga. Or check out the Spa Finder wellness shop to buy skincare, beauty, and wellness apparel from the comfort of home. With Spa Finder, the possibilities are endless. Gift some me time to someone you love, and pick one up for yourself along the way. Go to spafinder.com/podcast15 to save 15% off gift cards of $100 or more or enter the promo code podcast15 at checkout. If you like my show, you're going to love Make Spidey Famous Again. It comes out each week on Podcast 1 and the hosts are the OG reality stars from MTV's The Hills, Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag, and their miracle baby Gunner. Each week, they're going to go toe-to-toe with some of the biggest legends of reality TV. Don't miss their most recent guest, Sean Booth from The Bachelorette. Check out Make Spidey Famous again on Podcast One, PodcastOne.com, and Apple Podcasts. Also, remember to rate and review. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switch to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. What's up, sweaties? It's episode 258 of Collider Heroes. I'm John Schnepp. We're going to get into phase four, Fantastic Four, and so much more. That's right. It's Collider Heroes. We're just coming back from Vegas where we lost a lot of money and had a lot of fun. That's right. 
Anyway, what's going on, guys? Hey. You rhymed. What's up, Mar- Marquia? I'm a rhymer at heart. What's up? We had some fun in Vegas. That was a good yeah, time. Yeah, wow. That was, I don't know how people live in Vegas, but uh, we definitely painted that town red. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think the people who live in Vegas already know the score. Like, yeah, we don't gamble. We don't go to these buffets. We, we just have our life. And then, you know, we work here and get your money. What do you think, Robert? <laughs> What's your feeling about Vegas? Well, you know, I, I'm sorry that uh, I couldn't make it. I actually worked all weekend, which which was not Fun. Hey, dude, we were working. Yeah, well, that's we were okay. Working. You're we were right, hard. but I had no fun right. to balance <laughs> right. Not fun part. Yeah, I had right. no fun to balance it. I did see Heredity though. Finally, Hereditary. Oh. Hereditary. Yes. Yeah. Don't say anything. I have not seen it yet. I, and I, everybody without, says without spoilers. What did you think? I loved it. It right? was okay. it was such a hoot, and it was so well crafted. You know, it, Tony it, Collette it, up for an Oscar. Any, I, I will like. I can't even say why I liked it, right. but there, okay. it, it belongs to a genre of cinema that I have loved since I was a kid. Yes, sir. Excellent. And and uh, race with the devil. I was just going to say Rosemary's Baby. Uh-huh. Uh, the, devil's know, rain. the Devil's Reign. The Devil's Reign. The Devil rides out. Yeah, come I mean, on. I mean, it's yeah. There's all of that '70s flavor mixed in with some unexpected stuff that I just was like, it's it really is that kind of movie, and it's like. Uh, I'm glad you dug it, man. It's like I loved it. So. Uh, I did too. Yeah. And and a twenty four. You know, I think um, I, I can't even say, it, but there should be a dark universe, a shared universe with Black Philip mm. from The Witch. <laughs> That's right. And the character. The beginning. I think the beginning. Okay. I, think, hey, I, think we, I think we. Get yeah, it. we're done. Yeah. I think we this get episode it now. of Collider Nightmares <laughs> brought to me like <laughs> no. someone is now like this episode of Heroes begins at um, four thirty one. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, anyway. I do. I do want to say a shout out to um, all those fans that kept on coming up to us um, yeah. at Amazing Comic Con. That was awesome. Like, yeah. um, you know, because there can be like a lot of negativity on the internet, and then it's like being surrounded by all this positivity, like people that actually came out um, just because we were there yes. for Amazing Comic Con. Like yeah. and brought their kids, and that was their first con. And I, I absolutely cool. loved that. Yeah, yeah. Amazing Comic Con next year. Get your tickets in Las Vegas. They're doing it again. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there. We had a great time. Thanks for everybody who loves Collider Heroes for coming out and letting us know that. And and now we proceed with the show at timestamp something something. Guess what, Phase 4 fans, uh, all you fans out there who are waiting for Phase 4, the movie about the ants. Remember that, Phase 4? <laughs> Directed by Saul Bass. That's right, a little callback. What's up, Sweetie? So anyway, Phase 4, but let's break it down. We've got a bunch of movies that we know are happening. Spider-Man, mm. Far From Home. we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And that's it. So we really can really like hang our hats on the films that we know have been confirmed and then everything else is technically a rumor even though we know there have been writers hired for black widow for the eternals for like i mean so there's like people who are like you know, writing and working on, I'm sure they've got Ant-Man 3 and Black I'm Panther sure 2. Black Panther 2. Uh, Doctor Strange 2, I'm sure. <laughs> We're, so what, do you, what are you guys looking forward to? I, I've got a list of, of possibilities here. Nice. Um, so I'll, let me start off with this list. I'm going to mm-hmm. say we could have Tales to Astonish with the Hulk and Namor. Um, we could have <laughs> the Defenders with Valkyrie and Doctor Strange and the Silver Surfer. Or the Invaders with Captain America, the original Human Torch, who's still in that weird tube from Captain America, the first Avenger, and Namor. Well, out of those, out of those three, let's just start oh, off easy. On. I know we got we oh. got a lot of time to talk about this. But what are you? What's exciting to you about that, Robert? Let's the Defenders. Yeah, I would love to see. I love the Defenders, you yes. know, and and plus the Defenders is just a, you know what? Give me the Defenders or the Invaders. You know, one of those two. But the Defenders is 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 was my jam when I was a kid. I don't know why. I like 
the name defenders, you know, and and, uh, and the, Moon Knight was in there for a minute. Uh, they, yeah. Yes, and the mixing and matching of the characters. I think that there's, you know, and and Kevin Feige did say that there's going to be an LBG. Q character mm-hmm. in the MCU, and we've already met one of those characters. Yeah, but I guess. Um, apparently, they will be on screen as that, and not them saying later on, "Oh, by the way, yes, they are." Right, right. Which, I mean, yeah. we saw it in Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool two beat him to the punch. But right, hey. <laughs> but no, I would love to see the, the defenders. And you know, of course, Moon Knight. They haven't announced Moon Knight. By the way, did you see there was a fan? Uh, poster. Somebody did fan art for Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From I Home. I loved it. Mm. It's boss logic. That guy is crazy. That poster was it's so like a, It's a awesome. low-angle shot of Peter Parker on an alien planet with a symbiote outfit scrimbling around him and stuff. I was like, <laughs> somebody's got to hire that boss logic dude, you know, do some art. Like, get, boss logic, give me a call. We want the official heroes poster for 2019 from boss logic. We'll get it all set up. But that guy's great. I, I got so excited. When I saw it for a minute, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh. And I like that I don't know what his name is. Instead, we just call him like Boss Logic, like he's a super villain or a That's super villain. Nice. It's like yes, Banksy. Boss Logic, yeah. <laughs> So what do you think about this? Okay, so since I can't choose Black Panther or two right because you knew, you that's knew, right. and that's why you said that. Uh, what was your first one, Hulk versus Namor? I said, yeah, Tales to Astonish with Hulk okay. versus Namor. Yeah, I will take that because then Namor is established and I can have him in Black Panther too. I know she wants that so bad. Now, <laughs> are you, no, I, are you I, rooting I, Daniel Day Kim as Namor? I'm doing Daniel Day oh, Kim you know as Namor. Well, I'm and with then you on that. I just, I really enjoy the the character dynamic and arc that um, Ruffalo has been bringing to Hulk. I mm-hmm. think that there is a lot that they can play with that. And if we had a Hulk versus anyone movie, but especially Hulk versus uh, Namor, then I would want Ruffalo to be able to really indulge into that smart Hulk mm-hmm. realm. Yeah, I sure. think he would be able, it would be a tale to astonish yes. us. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, well, so let's, let's talk about some of the other uh, ones that have been listed off as possibilities. People have said A-Force, Black Widow, Thunderbolts, Miss Marvel, Power Pack. And I'm chucking in, why not a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? They're already doing an animated series, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, so that might negate that, or it might just jumpstart it. You never know. Um, What do you think about A-Force, Thunderbolts, Ms. Marvel, Power Pack? How about you, Marquis? Uh, I think this that's a great lineup. I love that you uh, snuck Moon Girl in here. That's fantastic. Um, I'm uh, out of those, just off the top of my head, I'm most excited for Miss Marvel. I think um, we've come this far into the MCU universe that we can most definitely have Kamala Khan yeah. uh, go ahead and just rock that out for us. I mean, and that beautiful positivity and um, optimism and then everything that she brings into it, like we could have, uh, we could have Lockjaw in a really awesome way. With uh, with Kamala Khan, uh, sure. amongst amongst everything else, I just love the idea of well, we're inspired by superheroes anyway. So then you have this this individual who is uh, part of a marginalized society that is so inspired by superheroes and then has the opportunity to become a superhero herself. And I love that. And that ties into um, uh, Captain Marvel anyway. I think that is a perfect first project for them to put uh, sure. above um, the everything else on that list. How about you, Robert? Well, there's so many ways to go, but I, I think <clears throat> what's going to be most interesting is they've got to do what they did when they made Iron Man 1. They've got to go to these characters that uh, a, they need a core anchor character, and I don't know who that is, but somebody we don't know. I mean, we sweaties know, right. but somebody like an Iron Man that they can build Phase 4 on and around. That's Ironheart? <laughs> well, I, I think that's not a bad idea. Can you I, I, think, I think going back, obviously, whatever happens in the next Avengers movie will will define that, but I, I think a, a female character is a good way to go, and I would love to see that 
happen because they've got to go smaller. After the end of Infinity War, they've got to pull back and do what they did with Iron, Iron Man 1. If you go back and you watch it again, it's a really intimate story. It's really just Tony Stark battling with his old compatriot and, and, and business owner friend. jacked as a company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And, and at the end, it's just these two guys that have a business dispute. I mean, one's an unscrupulous profiteer. <laughs> two guys yeah. wearing giant armor, superpower <laughs> things. But you forget, but yeah, I, I, I mean, sure. you forget how small of a story that really yeah. was. And, and so I think that that's what the MCU is going to need. And I would love to see Ironheart, you know, any of these smaller characters launch the new phase four because they can't get any bigger. Well, I think, I mean, we're just going to vacillate between those kinds of things like the super mm-hmm. cosmic stories and the everyday stories as for the, any of these we could relate to because the superpower cosmic stories is it's the end of the universe. I don't want everything to end. And then right. I also don't want that thing to end or like, yeah. you know, you get invested in these characters and their lives. So I feel like far from home will be the same kind of, it'll be a smaller story, but he's going to be in Europe. And Feige did, you know, I've been reading various interviews. He's been doing a lot of interviews in advance of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm -hmm. And he did mention Power Pack, you know, as a potential Mm -hmm. film. And I loved, I mean, when that series first debuted, I loved that series. It was, I'm like, I'm not going to read. Even when it came out, I was was still a kid myself, but I'm not going to read it series about kids but that that series was delightful it was fun i was it I was, was exactly the same way i was like well i'm not gonna read this thing about these little babies in yellow and pink suits what the hell's you know one kid had a blue suit is like i'm i can't even remember their names to be honest but i remember buying power pack and i was like it's fun i didn't love it but i liked it yeah so i, I was like it. yeah and when he and feige's mentioned power pack like nine times so i'm right. like you know that's in there and they're fitting that in there i don't know if it's gonna be like some pixar animated power pack thing with like like the you know i i would rather see that than, you know, the Marvel Universe Power Pack kids, but mm. whatever. What I want to see is the Eternals. Come on, bring that. <laughs> Warlock, Nova. We've got so many of these cosmic characters that have been introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy and the mm. Avengers now. What do you think is going to happen? Are we going to get a Secret Wars? Are we going to get an Annihilation with Avengers 4? Now they're, tell- they're saying it's codenamed Endgame, or I don't know if that's going to be the real title. I don't really care. I just want to see that movie. It's coming out in like eight and a half months. What do you think? Eternals, Warlock, Nova? What do you think? Secret Wars, Marquette? Uh, yeah, I think I think they're going to pull out all the stops. You know, you know where the I know the exact moment where I I decided like, oh, you know what? They can never go too far when they had Ego the Living Planet as an actual character and they got <laughs> Kurt Russell to do the most perfect ego yeah. that uh, after that point, I'm like, yes. Whatever you want, all and the Modoc, and I want it everything all. is possible. Modoc, yeah, um, Beyonder, yeah. Uh, let's let's just let's do that. Molecule Man, <laughs> yeah, Impossible Man, yeah. Impossible you know, it's man. like literally a Molecule Man with his molecule little frowny man. face and be like, I made a molecule. So it should have that little Humpty Dumpty mouth with the yeah. Little it's like give me Battle World, give me Beyonder, give me all of it. I accept it all. Uh, you, they can spoon feed it to me. I'm I'm I, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been thinking about a lot about the Beyonder. Yeah. And, and how how look the Beyonder is kind of a ridiculous character, especially yes. in Secret Wars Two, the yes. worst. But what if the Beyonder was like Billy Moomy in that great Twilight Zone episode? Sure. Um, it's a good life that Jerome Bixby wrote. Where yeah. I'm going to send Pulls you the, the cornfield. The horrible mutant, you know. So the, the uh, rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, I mean, okay. there's a, the episode the has a black and white, and then the yeah, an uh, omnipotent okay. kid who spirits away his neighbor, her, his neighborhood to this. This nether realm. I have seen that one. Yes. So mm. what if the Beyonder was sort of a, a character who doesn't realize his own power and doesn't realize the horror that he's visiting upon everyone because he, he can gesture and reality would change? Or Well, that's the impossible yeah. man. 
from the Fantastic Four. Remember? Well, he's like that little green guy. That, like, I'm just annoying. Well, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't mean yeah. like that. Like, but to right. be honest, make him, like. you know, make him really a really su- that would be frightening. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. Make it yeah. Fr- you know what? Uh, I'm so on board with this because, uh, yeah, then this is where you get the Beyonder where he like interacts with Luke Cage and finds out, you know, the concept of money and what that means. And this is how you could have the unlimited class uh, wrestling federation because <laughs> that's right. Also, he was a wrestler this is how in you that. Can have him wearing that stupid white suit with the jerry curls because <laughs> he's a little kid he's like i just saw that i thought it looked cool you know what i mean you know, yeah, like, there he's you go. going through go. time and who knows yeah but, but i i think that the the after ego like you said mm-hmm. the celestials the beyonder i mean the eternals they're gonna go and who knows what i think james gunn you know he he tweeted his uh the cover of gardens galaxy three script so mm-hmm. that's done yep. yeah going into pre-production i think whatever he's going to do is going to burst the cosmic universe of the Marvel's MCU. I personally open. think they're going to put Rocket Raccoon into the high evolutionary universe. Like I think he he was he's one of the animal hybrids that the high evolutionary made. I think that's Aww. that's how Warlock is going to center in. I think they're going to do a lot of that kind of stuff. That's what I personally want to see. That, that would, would make me do... feel so good inside, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to him just being a rejected uh, science experiment. Now, well, do you know he... that, or is this? Did you hear? Uh, did you hear I a rumor? Not, I do not know that. It is my incredible intellect, Robert, that I am guessing this, and I could probably be wrong. Right, Roke? I'm wrong about Claws as well. We're going to have a special viewing party, just me and Roke. We're going to be watching Claws. And, uh, yeah, I hear Roka's a huge Claus yeah, fan. Roka is a wanna, huge Claus I think fan. everybody should um, ask him about that. He's, he is so excited about so its renewal. Excited. That's how this all started. So is Kang, are we going to see Kang in, in 4? In I, I personally <laughs> hope so. I think we're going to see some kind of time-traveling character in Avengers 4. Somebody who's in charge, like you were talking about, a Q-type character. Um, because these hints have been dropped for us to just say, oh my god, why are they talking about this from a couple years ago to still now? must mean something must mean it's stuck must mean it's in the script it wouldn't just be like i'm randomly suggesting that it's this but disregard everything i said a couple years later randomly saying this Mm -hmm. so those random things are not just by mistakes those random things are because they're trying to like drop little clues which we're giving you now so i feel like hey look i don't think the high evolutionary is going to be in there I know he's... No, I don't. I'm just saying it would be pretty cool if he was. Uh, Captain America and Iron Man might go away in Avengers 4. We might get the death or sacrifice Mm. of either Tony Stark or Steve Rogers. Um, But remember, in the comics, they always come back. Now, they either come back as a new interpretation of someone else wearing the outfit or the armor, or they themselves come back in some kind of, I was asleep in a weird other universe thing, or there's always an or, or if, or a reboot, or some other kind of time change or time jump. Now, I'm, I'm totally cool with either or both of those characters making the ultimate sacrifice, if that ultimate sacrifice is, you know, they have to, I don't know what this story is going to be. It's going to be a weave, a weave world of like all of these other giant graphic novels that we've experienced for like the last 20 years. What do you, how do you think that they're going to play this out? Let's start with you, Marquia, Tony Stark or Cap, both single ones, each one, and do they stay dead? Uh, I think as out of the two of them, well, I feel like both of them are going to make a sacrifice. Uh, it's kind of going to be like uh, <laughs> it's kind of be like Walking Dead when you thought only Glenn would uh, get it, and then uh, <laughs> then they decided to just yeah. spice that pot right. some more. Like okay, um, but I think um, out of those two, definitely Captain America. I mean, it has been set up. It feels like. It feels like they've been leading us this way, like we do not trade lives um, kind of a thing. Just the way that Steve Rogers is uh, back when before the muscles and how he would always jump into a fight that he would not win. Right. 
I feel like that is who he is. He's he's that ideal. And Captain America itself already has at least two candidates that can pick up that mantle. I mean, you have Bucky and you have Falcon. Yep. So I I, I think everything is set up for that to really rip our heart out really rip it out, but then also give us some hope for the future because Captain America itself will not die. Most definitely. We need that hope. What do you think? Well, yeah, I, I think that, it, that I think Thanos is going to have to team up with the Avengers for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like that a Kennedy ha- gauntlet? Like something yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. something is going to happen where if it's Kang, like somebody in the in down the time stream was also affected by this snap because it something's going to be and something's going to come back and have to undo what Thanos has done because the Avengers can't do it. Right. There's nothing the Avengers can do. They don't even know where Thanos is. There's no like how's anyone going to get anywhere? I mean, maybe Nebula's ship can get Tony Stark. He's on special farm planet. Yeah. Yes. I, I, Farmer I mean, the, Thanos. The, the thing is everyone the movie's over. Infinity right. War's over. Thanos won. The Avengers have no course of action. They don't know what to do. Stark I mean, just, is stuck on a, on Titan. Yeah, yeah. With yeah Nick Fury contacted. We don't even know if Captain Marvel herself wasn't dusted. We right. don't know. So, so I think that it, what I love about going into this, we have no idea. But, but I think Tony Stark is set up to either, he, he either has to go away. Mm-hmm. And th- when Thanos said, oh, I know who you are. Like he was already aware of Tony Stark before. So well, remember in, uh, in, in Avengers, the first one, Tony Stark brought that nuclear weapon through the wormhole and he saw, they saw each other. There was a connection. There, yeah. So. so, I mean, it's, and I, and I think that whatever's going to happen, there's going to be a, a confrontation there. Yeah. And, and I don't think Tony Stark's going to come out of it. Well, a recon, a reconfrontation. A they re-confrontation. already had yes, one that didn't go re- exactly. We were, I thought I was watching Stark go out in that one when he got stabbed. Yeah. I was like, it's all over. And it's, instead like Jemmo, you know, like ex- I've seen a mil- 14 million different possibilities. So <laughs> you got to trust Dr. Strange. If he was all wibbly wibbly. And then he's like, there's only one course of action. We are now in that one course of action. I don't know what it means though. There, but sorry, oh, okay. there is one thing that you just said that gave me complete chills. Like when when uh, Rob said, we don't know if Captain Marvel ends up getting dusted. Mm-hmm. And oh my, I never even considered that possibility. Like in my head, right. she was helping save us in Avengers 4. But if at the end of her movie, she ends up getting dusted. Oh right, because you don't God. see, you only see him like hitting that button, and then it, what if they cut away to her actually? I'll just dust, you know, right, right? Like, like, like she no. gets the signal, <laughs> right? Or yeah, it doesn't, you know? I mean, wouldn't that? How great would that be after you, the, the end of Captain Marvel, wow. the post-credit sequence is her getting dusted when she gets the let me, the let signal. Me, let me bring this up. So, so I got a chance to talk to Jim Starlin, the creator of Thanos and the writer of all of the Infinity Everything's, mm-hmm. and uh, and Ron Lim, his co cosmic compatriot really fun panel it's not going to be online because nobody videotaped it but it was all the people who were there fantastic panel thanks for being there but ask starlin about what it, what what are your feelings about thanos and a lot of the, the titans now being eternals because that's not how he wrote them he wrote them as titans mm-hmm. and then they kind of got reverse engineered into being it that blended into jack kirby's eternals which i think is cool as far yeah. as the mcu and even in the comic books it makes sense why not um, he's cool with it, but he also kind of clarified a few things. Like a lot of people are like, is Kronos going to be in it? You know, it, the grandfather. He's like, look, I don't know. I got miss, uh, miss, you know, so he said there's, there should be three in the credits instead of two. And then some reporters like, oh, that means a mysterious third character hasn't been announced or something along those lines. I don't know if he was being truthful or not, but I certainly believe him. 
um, what he said. He did say that. So who knows how many Eternals are going to show up in Avengers 4. I think a couple, though. I think they are going to lay, you know, the, those, like, little golden bricks. They're just throwing them <laughs> down. Uh, Captain Marvel, the artwork leaked for her costumes, as well as as Nick Fury with both eyes. Did you guys get a chance to see that art that leaked? I'm, I'm into I love I love spoilers. I'll be, oh, well, I'll, what, what's that Lego weird thing that they leaked, you know, oh, no. eight months beforehand? Come on, get it together. But you know what? You don't have to look at it. You don't have to. People get so angry. Like, don't tell me about it. Well, you know, I'm letting you know some Marvel art leaked. Uh, did we have pictures of that, Cody? Did you show us that Marvel, Captain Marvel look? He doesn't even have those pictures. Cody's like, I refuse to get those pictures, Snap, because it's against my principles. It's not. He just didn't get them. Right, Cody? He's like, yeah, he's saying, yeah, screw you, whatever. <laughs> um, but you know what? Go online. You can find these pictures. I was, I got a kick out of them because it was like it confirmed all the pictures that we've already seen. But it's close-ups. You could be like, that outfit looks perfect. What do you think? Let's start with you, Rob. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I think all the design work. The fact that we're getting the what the is it the Cree version of her yeah. outfit first? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the fact that they again. They go back to their source material. Mm-hmm. I, they're, they're so reverential. Yeah, they change things because they have to. They're making movies. They're not making direct adaptations of comic books, but they're inspired by the comic books. I mean, I think the title for Avengers 4 is going to be just like Infinity War, just like Winter Soldier. It's going to be comic-related. We will have heard that title, right. Age of Ultron, for something. Right. It's not going to be Endgame, which is that's not a very good title for a... A movie. It it's doesn't gonna, really move me. It's got to be as epic as inf- yeah. I mean, Infinity War is about as big a title as you can get, and this next title has got to be bigger than that. So I don't know what that is, but it's not going to be Endgame. But you know, I, I think that the, what I find such joy in in seeing this Captain Marvel film, the fact that they're doing it at all, but all of the design work, it's right. It's just what you want. It's right out of the comics. They're they're going back. All the costumes for the Marvel Cinematic Universe have been great. Right. All of the adaptations. The, the Captain America World War II costume was great. So I, I it's going to be. I, I, I just get. I, I'm. I, it makes me full of joy. 1991. <laughs> Remember, this takes place in 1991. We're yes. going to have a a younger Coulson. A younger hot Nick Fury. Coulson. A hot Coulson. Maybe he's yeah. listening to grunge. We're pushing on that. Um, we don't know, but it's 1991, and I'm excited not just to see our world in 1991, but Marvel always has these great takes in all of their movies, mm-hmm. the movies you haven't even seen yet, that have these great takes of things that happened in the past with that de-aging technology, where you're like, damn, I love, I love that. I love seeing that. I want more. I'm greedy. I want more. So... I want a lot more, and I'm getting it, maybe a whole movie in 1991, Mm -hmm. and I want it to be called Captain Marvel's Secret Invasion. I want that little (laughs) subtitle. I know they should just rock it, Captain Marvel. It's her first movie. She doesn't Mm -hmm. need a subtitle, but I hope it's Secret Invasion. What do you think about the outfit, and what do you think about Captain Marvel? Okay, so uh, I like that you said Captain Marvel Secret Invasion because, uh, yeah, that, that harkens back to Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. Like, I, I like that, especially, you know, we're trying to start things up again. Yep. So, yeah, go ahead and do something like that. I love that idea. Why not? It's um, got Skrulls and Kree in it. It is technically the Skrull Kree war. <laughs> there you go. Technically involving people who are shapeshifters, secret invaders. I don't know. So, there you go. I mean, it, it practically writes itself. It does. Um, I, remember, I remember back when, when uh, there were, um, I think it was, like, leaked behind the scenes of uh, Captain Marvel um, in her Kree outfit, mm-hmm. and people were just like, "What the crap is this? What is green?" Uh. Because and they I, hadn't read the and comics, because yeah. yeah, because they they hadn't had a the the wonderful opportunity to be able to get their hands on you know the comic books. I'm sure by now that they've um, had that opportunity. Yeah. I'd hope if not, then I hope they take this time to then go ahead and do that. But uh, yeah, no, that's that that 
it's it's staying true to the source material for one and then also because 1991 and i'm sure that uh, everyone from 91 had um interesting fashion choices back mm-hmm. then that they wouldn't necessarily wear right now but that was true to them then and i right. believe that is true to captain marvel of then um, where, you know, we have Marvell and um, Gemma Chan's character. I think she's uh, Mira. I forget off the top of my head right now. Minerva. But it's Minerva? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, then, yeah, this, this, everything is good. Everything is good with this. This is completely on track. And we don't want to see the final. Well, actually, we're going to see the final form of Captain Marvel and Avengers 4. Yes. So it's like. Chill. Yeah, let's I'm get cool. 90s I think Marvel. the green outfit's cool. I want to see Jude Law in that green outfit as the original Marvel. Mm-hmm, I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Nova Corps are going to look in 1991. I don't know. Yeah. So there's a lot of these things that we get to see. We've already seen, like in the Guardians of the Galaxy, what the the cosmic world looks like now. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go back like you know almost 30 years. Like you know, it's 1991. Yeah. I want to see them launch the first helicarrier. Like I never thought I would right. ever see a Shield helicarrier mm-hmm. in a movie. Ever. Ever. Me neither. And then we got the greatest, hel- lots of helicarriers. A whole <laughs> bunch of them, yeah. And uh, I just want to see the launch of the first one. I mean, hell, there's a helicarrier in the first Deadpool. The whole end of the movie, they were fighting on a, on well, a remember we saw Remember, we saw a shield Man. car in Back to the Future. They literally just j- took the, the Jack Kirby design of the wheels and flying off the DeLorean. That's right out of shield. That's drawn from Jack Kirby's original Nick Fury's flying car. I want to see that in 1991. I want to see Fury, maybe he and Dr. Indoctrinated Colson in. He's like, come on, kid, let's go. The, the car just <laughs> takes off. And we see the very first helicarrier, like you're saying. It's, There's only one of these or whatever. <laughs> I think that would be badass. You know what's badass? Phase four. We've been talking about this on our show for over years. I don't even know how many years. I, it might have been even when we started because we were talking about phase. I know Marvel's got their phase three, but what's going to happen with phase four? All of us want a phase four to involve Fantastic Four. And I know we've been told by everyone in the internet community that that's not possible because, you know, well, because Fox owns these rights. Well, things change. It's called growth. It's called, that's life. Things change. And things happened. We didn't know. Would ever, oh, Spider-Man, it'll never. What? Spider, Marvel adjacent. What's going on? Venom, Spider-Man, all this. Spider-Man's, not only did Spider-Man have his own movie with Iron Man in it, but he's also in the Avengers as an Avenger. I mean, that kind of stuff. That's it. That's happened. Like, we can go back in time and go, but, like, what when we didn't even know that Marvel was getting this deal happening, and then that happened. Now this whole Disney-Fox thing. Now it's been approved. It's been, you know, billions of dollars later. It's not close to our deficit yet, but it's getting there. So, anyway, <laughs> $73 billion, right, Roka? Was it $73 billion? Yes, sir. Oh, you know. Yikes. Quite a lot of money. I can't count that kind. Of, I can't even count up to a billion. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy money. A lot of zeros. A lot yeah. of zeros. Uh, phase four... I'm predicting Fantastic Four will be the last movie of Phase Four to keep it in the family, to keep that going. And X-Men and all of the X-Men will be part of Phase Five because there are so many movies and TV shows to make right now with Marvel characters. You don't think that they're asleep at the wheel with any of this stuff, but they got to plan it out. It's they've already built an empire with these 10 years. They've already built so many characters like Black Panther 2, like Doctor Strange 2, that Ant Man three, there's a, a million different movies that can be made that I want to see. Mm. They already had their, you know, and there's characters who haven't gotten their shot yet. There's the Eternals. There's Moon Knight. There's a whole bunch of different characters who haven't got their shot at being part of the MCU. Most importantly, the Fantastic Four and the X Men and the entire fa- X Men family. So bringing up the Fantastic Four, Marvel comic books 
is bringing them back. The world's greatest comic magazine is back. And they're ma- they're making a big stink about it, you know. Like it's not just like, oh yeah, here's Fantastic Four number one. It's got like a hundred covers. It's mm-hmm. like going through the entire legacy of every single like three or four years. There were different writers and creators trying different things. They got all these other artists to do their take on those. You know, whether you like those periods of time in the Fantastic Four or not, we got covers for each and every one of them. You're not getting all my money. I'm getting that Alex Ross cover, but. <laughs> I'm going to wait for the book that has all of those covers in it because every single cover is incredible. So do yourself a favor and go online. Fantastic Four, number one, it comes out in August. Just type that in and write Fantastic Four, number one, variant covers. Just hit images on Google and be like, oh, my God. There's so many that are so good. Like the top tier artists that are alive right now have gotten their shot to take a shot at the Fantastic Four and do their interpretation. Mm-hmm. And specifically, they they were assigned, like, you're going to cover the 1984, you know, the Arthur Adams Fantastic Four with, like, Wolverine and Spider-Man and Ghost Rider and the Hulk. You're like, what is that? You know, it's like, there were all these different iterations of the Fantastic Four. She-Hulk was in the Fantastic Four. I saw a nude She-Hulk yesterday at Amazing Comic-Con. Did yes. you see that? The yes, naked yes. Fantastic did, Four. Did Dude, there's her. a good video that's coming out with Dorian kind of like <laughs> trying to talk like uh, so what are you dressed as like you know a lot of things flopping around it's craziness oh anyway she hulk was part of the fantastic four <laughs> what do you think about phase four fantastic four and x-men let's start with you robert <laughs> well you know we've been talking about it forever i mean i'm waiting for the post credit scene where galactus is on his way to mm. earth you know that's what i want to see i want to see the silver surfer as his herald right you Giant know cloud galactus i mean no no i want to see the the <laughs> and, and, and you know we, I, I want to see that ship. I want to see it all. And we're going to get all that. But I do think, like, look, you've got... We're not going to see them. I think you're right. The end of Phase 4. We have, we've already had three phases in Marvel. Right. You, you know, it'll, so it'll be Phase 5, like you said. If you think about the fact they're going to release three movies a year, we know that they've got... Guardians 2 is going into production. Right. We know that Spider-Man is going into production. Started filming just a couple days ago. There's pictures of Tom Holland all over the internet. <laughs> so so those so right. you know that you've got we we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp this week. We've got Captain Marvel and we got Avengers 4 right. in May. Right. Then after that, I don't know what the third you've got so Spider-Man Guardians, what's the third movie going to be for the coming year? Right. So what do they haven't announced whatever that is? Right. I would assume if I had to guess I'll bet it would be another Thor, Doctor Strange movie. Well, here's the thing. We've gotten... So for 2019, confirmed, we have Captain Marvel, we have Avengers 4, and Spider-Man. But but Spider-Man is like a Sony Marvel-adjacent film, but technically it does kind of of count. Because remember, they bumped Black Panther when they announced Spider-Man. Black Panther got pushed over to February, which is great. But I feel like... Because it, it proved you can open these movies at any point in time. It doesn't have to be like in December or July. You can open another movie in February and November, and you have these massive hits. So I feel like we're going to have Captain Marvel, we're going to have Avengers, then we're going to have Spider-Man, and there will be a fourth film, a fourth Marvel film announced for 2019. And mm-hmm. once that's announced, you can expect to see four Marvel films every year from now on. 2020, 2021, 2022. Well, what do you think that is, though? I mean, because if that is the case, and I don't necessarily think you're wrong about that, because Spider-Man will come out next summer. Right. There's going to be a holiday gap. I mean, unless they have a... a, What what would that be? What do you think that's going to be? Well, if I go back into my list of of projected... uh, you know, Because they have to be in pre-production on that movie right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange 2, Black Panther 2... 
of those two, I would my guess would it would probably be black. Uh, it's a hard one to say because what yeah. you're saying is you want, like we were talking before the show. Marquia wants it to escalate. I don't know if I yeah. do. Well, she I, wants Namor. She wants the big. I want Namor. I want. Battles. I want Necropolis. I want us to uh, to dwell into more in the Dora Milaje. I want Wakanda to get flooded, kind of a thing. Because uh, I I want there to be some serious consequences besides the ones that we saw in Infinity War, which was like alien invaders. Right. I want some serious consequences um, happening with Wakanda exposing itself to the world. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, I'd love to escalate that up, but I'm also cool with them doing something like stepping back and having it be um, conflicting countries around them. Like maybe, um, I believe it was uh, Nerobia. They had Princess Zonda, (laughs) you know, from that. So it's just basically an an immoral queen, and you can have kind of a political intrigue type of a deal. I'm okay with that. You brought up earlier in in the conversations, because we were talking about Fantastic Four, and you said Doctor Doom. I was like, no, no, no. I want him to show up in the third Fantastic Four movie. Mm -hmm. But. I'm not mad at that. The more I thought about it, the more I thought about it is you could introduce a young storm. You could introduce, mm-hmm. you don't have to have all this stuff play out, but you could have Dr. Doom, the despot of, of Latveria doing some arms deals. You could have him and hammer involved with some arm, you know, so you could have Easily. all these characters that have already been part of the MCU and then brand new characters. So. You can introduce the Hatut Zarazi. I mean, yes. there, there's a lot of material that's already there. I think they're going to keep Black Panther's date. They're going to keep that February. Black Panther came out in February, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. it's Febu- I, February 16th. I think Black Panther 2 is going to come out in February of 2020. I think mm. that that will be their kickoff point for um, that next phase. So Doctor Strange came out, I think, in November, wasn't well, it? Right? If, and I believe if, it's a November movie. Yeah, and if the sale goes through, I mean, think about all the Genosha, the island of Genosha, which is, mm-hmm. I think it's off. The coast of Africa, isn't it? I believe so. You could, you could, you could ease in, like you could mention Genosha, Genosha. Right. right. Wakanda knows about that, and mm-hmm. that's how you introduce mutants to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're, that's their island now. You know, that's where the people have gone. They could interview. They could introduce these characters and drop that flavor in these other movies without having to introduce all of them in one movie. Sure, or like how mm-hmm. they did, I think it was in Age of Ultron, where they had this, or it was a Captain America movie, uh, where they had the Winter scanner, Soldier. where they, Stephen Strange, like, you know, they just like mm-hmm. dro- name dropped. They could do name drops, or they could show in, on screens, like in Avengers, you saw in the back of S.H.I.E.L.D., where people were like, Easter eggs, you know. That's another way they could slowly introduce it, as well as they could slowly introduce a Fantastic Four in Avengers 4, if they, mm-hmm. they want to say, who bought the Avengers Tower? Oh, it's called the Baxter Building now. Yeah. Bam. It's some oh, simple, <laughs> easy things to do so we've got this comic book coming out fantastic four number one in august million covers um what do you think about the villains like which villains do you want to see come back in the comic books okay uh well i was thinking of of a few of them like you know frightful four and and so on and so forth and then i for some reason i couldn't get uh nihilist out of my head well Right? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So this, like, uh, I'm just gonna call him the Cockroach King because I, I absolutely adore mm-hmm. how he looks. I forgot how weird yeah, he's he got looks. A little, like alien insect face. Yeah, yeah, him with his cosmic control rod mm-hmm. and just like uh, he's, he, oh, okay. Well, I like I like that because then um, that could also um, you could do the whole thing with Negative Zone, like uh, yeah. if you want to do that, and and even setting that up, that could set something up for a movie. That could be a way to uh, reintroduce the Fantastic Four. Um, the negative zone was responsible for everything or that kind of a thing. I feel like... Or he's reintro... Uh, Reed Richards was yeah, uh, trying to the find negative the negative zone, zone. We got to stay away from that really? because of the last Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah. I personally feel like the quantum realm oh. is the new negative zone. 
Like okay, I'm just saying, just, I'm just saying, no, no, they're I not going to use that name. I feel like because they introduced the quantum realm, and I can't talk really about other things that they introduced with the quantum realm, but right. I'm just saying like that idea is there that it is truly very mm-hmm. similar to the negative zone. in when you think about it, yeah, so, I'm, I, I think that's uh, that's excellent. I feel um, like you know, quantum, certain... quantum realm yeah. should have more um, delving into. If you have uh, water bears, you can have a nihilus yeah. um, in there, kind Tar- of thing. tardigrades. What do yeah. you think? Well, are, are we going to see like uh, obviously the Fantastic Four also has a cosmic. Well, it did have a cosmic bent to it. Hell yeah. You know, and especially Burns run on, on in Fantastic oh, Four. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see with the cosmic universe being expanded for the MCU with Guardians of the Galaxy, the Eternals, will they and I'm sure they'll they'll have some kind of connection with Galactus mm-hmm. with all of this. Yep. Will they use that that how that is that how they're gonna introduce the Fantastic Four? Are they gonna be introduced in one of these cosmic stories somehow as opposed to being earthbound i mean you can have the baxter building right but it'd be interesting if they do the opposite of what we think they're going to do and they introduce the fantastic four already in some cosmic adventure already out interacting with previously established characters i don't know how they're going to do that i think it's a smart idea because i think whatever the avengers five could be could be all about the coming of galactus and they've already introduced the Watchers. They're in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yeah, 2. A little to. jokey about it, but right. still, <laughs> those guys are there. We've seen them, and they look exactly like what they should look like as those Watchers. So I don't know if Reed's going to get that little clickety-click and, you know, the ultimate whatever this, that little scrimbly thing he gets where he's like, look, Galactus, look at this. Fear this. Click, 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 <laughs> click. And Galactus is like, no, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so tell me what it's called. I can't remember what the little thing's called, but. No, it's I real, think it's officially called the clickety-click. Yeah, click. click. Hey, check yeah. this out, dude. Click, click, click. No, <laughs> no. So whatever it's called, I want to see that show up. But, you know, they could be somewhere on a cosmic adventure. Mm-hmm. And when Peyton Reed gets to finally direct that Fantastic Four movie that he's been wanting to do and was doing back in the early 2000s, when he finally gets a rocket, I think it's going to take place in 1963. I think it's going to take place when it's supposed to, and then they go into, you know, some kind of portal and then go on cosmic adventures and then come back now. Do you think we're going to see a Watcher in Avengers 4? Ooh, that's Be- good. Because uh, yeah, I, right? I was thinking about, you know... You got Roka grunting over there. Think, <laughs> think, about, think about... So Tony Stark is on Titan with Nebula. Right. Who, mm-hmm. who else is still alive? Just Tony Stark. It's and, just the two of them. There's two yeah. of them. I mean, people are like, well, Nebula came in a ship. I don't know, man. I, I don't think anything is working. I think when that moon came down, whatever right. ship they have. Plus, she had a hard landing. She had a hard landing, yeah, so they're landing. stuck. Like, I don't, if there's a great undusting, no one's going to know where they are. Right. Like, nobody knows where they went. So, so how are they going to get off that planet? It, it, I, I, there's a no distress signal. I mean, Nebula would have some way, maybe. What if a watcher shows up? You know, and talks to Tony Stark. They're like, not supposed to get involved, you? Yeah. But, but, but who knows? They're like the prime directive. They're just made watching. flesh. But they're they, like, we're not supposed to do anything. They're not yet. doing it, but still, I mean, you know, who I, knows? I like the idea. I want to see Watchers, but I think Tony's already got all the technology in his bio outfit to, like, you know, bioform with Nebula's ship and, like, create, a, like, an Iron Man ship or something. He'll, yeah. he'll figure it out. That guy's crazy smart. I think he'll have enough time that his uh, nanobots... Uh, I, he would probably have nanobots that could, like, reproduce in some yeah. way. He's never like, been off world Using before. that technology around to then, yeah. you know, do that. Enough to get them to another planet, I, I would, think. I Between him so. and Nebula. You know, we're I in want, the cosmic world now. It's crazy. I want the movie to open with the Watchers. 
That's all I'm saying. Is that like <laughs> like like in one of the, like in a classic Marvel comic, right. the Watcher is saying something about oh and sets the stage. I want Kang <laughs> to be with that weird like Superman the movie thing, and the, all the Watchers are like guilty, you know, and have some <laughs> weird callback style thing. Let's get into minor mutations right off the bat. Got to get into this stuff. That's right. It's spilled, and here we go. Jeremy Irons has been cast to play somebody in the Watchmen HBO series. Who do you think he's going to be playing? Ozymandias. Come nice. on. It's Jeremy Irons. What do you think? Yeah. Probably. I yeah. mean, but then it's <laughs> then we on. know that the look a friend of mine, I can't say who, read the pilot script. Right. Mm. And and it's somebody who also works in the television profession. Uh and said it, it was very interesting, mm-hmm. but it's not anything that you would expect. But interesting yeah. in the negative way of saying no. it was interesting, or interesting or... because no, it, interesting. interesting that it wasn't what he expected at okay. all. And he's a big, big sweaty, and and I thought that was interesting. So it seems to me like this is a post Watchmen story, right? Oh, okay. Like it's not, they're not retelling the story of the Watchmen apparently. No, no, I'm no, very no, happy I... that that's going on. Yeah. I, I'm calling him as the comedian. That's what I'm saying. So interesting. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne dropping nuggets on Ant-Man and the Wasp. What kind of nuggets did he drop? Well, if you don't want to hear these nuggets, I think he it's kind of spoilery, but he said this, so I don't feel like, you know, should I say oh, it, Roka? Ro- Roka just gave it. you such a look. You should say it. Should I say oh, it? Because he said know. this. This went all around the That's internet. Yeah, put on that spoiler alert. Look oh, at that little poor, spoiler alert. Poor flashing. Cody, poor Roka. And when that spoiler alert stops, when that goes away, that that flashing right there, when it goes away. Willow, stop talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And we're, this is just going to be quick. So Lawrence Fishburne was like, hey, man, you know, it was crazy. Like, love doing the movie. And, you know, when, I, my, when my character finally, like, you know, kind of revealed himself to be, like, helping a ghost Ooh, out, you that, know. That was a huge spoiler. Yeah, but yeah. he said that. Okay. And it was like, oh, okay. what? oh, what? So, you know, so is, is he's Because everyone's predicting that he's going to be, like, Goliath fighting Ant-Man and mm-hmm. stuff. No one really saw that coming. Neither did I. And I was like, that's a bit of a spoiler, that's, Lawrence. What did you think? when Did you know that he dropped that? Um, I did not know that he dropped that. Um, was that before the movie came mm-hmm. out? Oh, okay. I'm actually glad that, that I didn't. That was at the premiere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. Well, we saw it before the premiere right. did, so that's why. Um, yeah. Oh, I kind of wish he hadn't said that, you know. Um, but a little bit. It's, it's not. It's a spoiler, but it's okay yeah. at the same time. I with felt how like the it didn't went. ruin anything. And if you heard that or you read that, you would have been like, oh, okay, you okay. know. But then that's how that's going. It doesn't. It doesn't change the movie. What for do you, you think when you heard that? Um, it surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. But then again, I feel about this movie the way I felt about the first Ant-Man. I knew it was coming out. I was looking forward to it, but I knew nothing about it other than the trailers that we saw. I don't know anything about this movie. I, I haven't read much about what happened. I know you guys have already seen it. I have not, but I, I, I'm not. I'm going in spoiler-free, kind of like with Infinity War. And this this one thing that he said that I've just repeated doesn't do anything. When you see the movie yeah. and his character is introduced... This thing literally happens right after. The it's, next so it's, time you see a sculpture. Yeah, it's not like a, and there was a little, yeah. and there's a little there where you're like, you'll see. It, yeah. Right, right, right. It's nothing that affects the story. Yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah. I, I think everybody is pretty, other than like, like uh, maybe Tom Holland, everybody is pretty good about not spoiling Marvel movies. One of my mm-hmm. favorite pastimes is to watch them appear on talk shows. Anybody that's on a Marvel, right. in a Marvel <laughs> movie, whenever they appear on talk shows, they're always funny about not saying anything. I yes. mean, it's always a, Except when Tom Holland is on and Benedict Cumberbatch is trying to prevent him from 
Right. right. Yeah. Like, you know. I love those things. Yeah. I, I just I, whenever there's one on, you know, I look at my little YouTube clicks for the day, and oh, there's another Marvel. All right. Well, we're, we're done with the Ant Man spoilers. You could drop that thing. It's gone. Yeah. Look at it, it's disappeared. Check it out. So the Batman is finally entering pre-production. Are we going to finally get an answer as to when this Batman movie? I think the last Batman movie that got released was 2012. Am I wrong? Was that The Dark Knight Rises 2012? Roke is tired. He's yawning over there. What is- 2012. Thank you. Thank you, Cody. The true Schmodon champion revealed. Uh, Roka, you were sleeping at the wheel, man. You were yawning. You didn't seem that very interested in Bane or any of those those things that happened. in the. In the- so we're like a week and a half away from San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. DC's doing their big takeover. Marvel's not showing up because they're like, look, son, we got this. We don't even need to show up. So it's like because they they've got their movies coming out. It's a long time to wait. They got Captain Marvel. We got to wait a while. So mm-hmm. what do you think? Are we going to find out about when the Batman is coming out? Who is playing the Batman? Are we getting a release date? We already know who's writing and directing it. It's Matt Reeves. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't announce at SDCC, what are they doing? Yeah. It's like, don't do this. Stop trifling with my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, now, you know, there's so much, the world media is so hip to Comic-Con now that these announcements, they know they get more free publicity. I mean, whatever they're spending to go down there for the college presentation Mm -hmm. is paid back a hundredfold based on all the, the publicity, the media they'll get globally yeah and they're going to come out guns blazing they're going to announce i think they're going to announce something we don't even know is coming down the pike i, I certainly hope, hope so that, uh, i want to be yes. surprised badly kevin feige says dc should go back and watch the superman the movie the 1970s version to fix its universe and he said that it was just like literally almost in that the same way it was like well, what do you think dc could do to to fix those do their universe right well he said look i've always looked at superman the movie as one of the greatest superhero films and i based a lot of what i do with marvel on that dc should do the same it's their property i fully agree with him i think superman the movie is one of the greatest superhero films ever made and it stands the test of time it's its 40th anniversary this year i went into the theater and saw it with a bunch of some of the people who are still alive from the cast they were there and talked a little bit afterwards what a fantastic movie holds up sure there's a couple of scrimbly effects here and there and there's a few things but it's got that john williams score it's got the the story of Krypton. It's got the story of Smallville, and it's got the story of Metropolis. And those, they go by so quick. I've heard some dumb people say, it's kind of boring. I feel like it's, it's boring. Well, you're boring. That's what I say. You're boring. Superman the movie is one of the greatest films ever made in the superhero genre. And I think if DC was to look back and be like, hmm, what can we learn from all of the movies that we've done so far? That's the movie they should look at because it established the best tone. What do you think, Robert? Well, I, look, I, I feel the same way that you do. The Smallville sequence in Superman, the movie, specifically like when he talks to Glenn Ford as his father, he talks yeah. to Clark Kent, he says, you know, every time I wish I could get, every time I got the football, I could make a touchdown, you know, every time. And they have that conversation. He goes, I know, Paul Kent says, I know you were here for a reason. And that, with William's music and the way it's photographed, I mean, Jeffrey Unsworth's photography. Incredible. It, it, it is the most iconic I mean, first of all, it's, it's American pastoral. It's just an incredible evocation of, a, of what America is, mm-hmm. but at the same time being all about a superhero. And there's, it's so iconic when you're watching that. It's, 
it's so transporting, especially with William scoring. I'm getting chills even thinking about it right now. That's never been surpassed in any no. superhero film. But the, the thing is, when you go back and you watch Superman, you have to watch it with a certain mindset. You have to put yourself in the... Like, I think modern audiences have a real hard time. They expect everything to be... I, I want it to be just like Jurassic Park, or I just want it to be like The Matrix or something. And right. it's not like that. It's what you're looking at. If you look at Superman the movie as history, mm-hmm. you're looking at it as as what America represents, what a superhero represents, and look at it as a historical uh, uh, icon. Right. That's kind of how it really. Yeah, works like for me. when it was made in, it came out in 1978, but it was being shot over the two years before that. It's like it's a timestamp. It, they weren't making like wait till you see this old timey move. They were making move that's like, hey, look, New York now. It's right, Metropolis. Right. It's hip. It's like got phone booths that you can't change in. It's like, I mean, <laughs> and now we don't have phone booths, so it's sort of like we have cell phones. So it's sort of like when you look at it as what it is now, a historical timestamp. It's still an incredibly well made movie. Patty Jenkins used that when she made her Wonder Woman film. She took the essence and the core, that feeling. And was able to transfer it to Wonder Woman. There's like, just like, you know, there's elements of a lot of these superhero films that have really made an imprint and had a lasting effect because they looked at some of the very successful past films and why those films worked. What do you think? I, I'm going to, wow, I love these glowing reviews. I'm going to have to rewatch this one. Last mm-hmm. time I saw original Superman, I, I had to have been a kid, like watching it with my of dad. Um, kind of a deal. Uh, I mean, obviously, it made some sort of uh, impact. Otherwise, it wouldn't have continued on. <laughs> well, Marquia, <laughs> give it book. another crack. Check it out. I think yeah. it's really worth it. You're an adult now. See it as See an it adult. See it through adult yeah, eyes. And enjoy it in that way. Because every time you revisit a movie every seven years, it's totally the same film. You're different. That's the Absolutely. thing that's amazing about films. You're the one that changes. Titans TV series won't preview at San Diego Comic-Con. So we're not going to get a chance to see that pilot. But... We just got a great look at what Robin looks like. Check out this Robin. I mean, we saw like that one little side shot like a mm-hmm. couple months ago, and then they actually released like two other stills of kind of a beat up looking Robin. Looks like he's definitely been doing stuff in Gotham, helping mm-hmm. out his pal Batman, it seems, uh, before he joins the Titans. This guy's got some experience. What do you think about these pictures? I like this. This is, this is uh, okay, because you remember back when we had the Chris O'Donnell Robin. Sure. I'm um, not saying anything about that, but he, you know, he had a muscular set, and then, you know, the, the outfit was a-okay. It was, right. You know, and then we had Batman and Robin, and then we just kind of wanted to forget about that for a while. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then you, then you had um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, as, you know, oh, my name's Robin. And then in the yeah. Batcave, you're like, right. oh, okay, I could, I could see this Robin happening. Right. And then seeing this, um, this art right here, and it's like, yes. Yes, because you still have, um, you have like that maturity that comes. I mean, dude could, you know, he's circus folk. So he sure. he had to grow up faster than other people anyway, um, because, you know, it's being part of a marginalized piece of society. Right. Um, but you get that. And then you also get like that feeling of, yes, this is a person that stands for justice mm-hmm. and will do that until his dying day. But then you also get, okay, but he's not a Batman or a Nightwing. He's still Robin. And I like that you get all those elements in one within this picture. Very well said. What do you think, Robert? I, I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, this, this, I love the Robin logo, the R, yep. and this, when they, when they changed to this 
It's redolent of the suit from the comics. Totally. And I love that was this, suit. Now, is this the Perez version? No, because the, the Perez version was this? the standard Robin. Right. That, this Robin came out after. Right, like this it, came out with the Robin number one, where he's kind of a little bit armored. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love. I mean, I, I think that's the, the, the way to go. I mean, I'm so excited for the show. Hot Toys dropped that they're making a Deathstroke figure from the, video, the Arkham video game. Right. But the Deathstroke's one of my favorite. Sure. You know, old school Judas contract. Oh, I when I, I'm so excited. We got Teen Titans go to the movies coming out. We've got Hot Toys Deathstroke right. figure, and the Titans, my favorite superhero team of all time. Yeah, and it, it very much looks like they are adapting the Marv Wolfman George Perez run yeah. in a new way, and like getting all these different characters. Yeah. I, I, my my expectations for this show are through the roof. I have not been so excited for a superhero television show ever. So. If they screw it up, I'm going to be very sad. Well, speaking of Robin, Louis Tan revealed that you know, a couple of weeks ago we saw a picture where he's like just totally hanging out at DC, and we're like, "What's going on?" You know, right. we know he plays Shatterstar in the Marvel uh, Marvel movies. Um, he just met to play Dick Grayson, among some other characters mm-hmm. that he mentioned. But he said specifically he is very interested in Nightwing because his father came over to this country to work on the original Batman in 1989. So he feels it's a way to go full circle, like him playing Nightwing. Would be fantastic. My vote is for Louis Tan. Yes. I, you know, when I when I first saw him at Shatterstar, very new actor, I was like, guy's got some, you know, he's he's got it. Whatever mm-hmm. that it is, he didn't really get a chance of that, you know. <laughs> if you saw the full two, you'll see the Shatterstar actor didn't really get that much to play with. It was like, uh-huh. it was a big, you know, hey, remember that X-Force number one, you know, with Peter Milligan and mm-hmm. Mike Allred? Well, if you didn't buy it, you know, I did. And a lot of people were like... Oh, if they got Zeitgeist in there, I know what's happening. Well, it happened. <laughs> it literally happened. Um, but you know what? I think that this guy has got some chops. So, I, I, you know, we got to hang a little bit. Yeah. In, uh, was it Vegas? We got to hang with yeah, him, right? It's, like, it's all Lewis a blur. So, yeah, we hung out. Yeah. We, we went to this play, Absinthe. Absinthe. Oh, my Which is fantastically gosh. weird. And in so blue and rude and mm. incredibly... It's vile. Not, it's it's so wonderful. Vile, we couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. And it was like one of those situations where we were all drinking this crazy giant drink called the Green Fairy. Mm. And Marquis was like, I remember halfway through the show, she was like, it's weird. I'm, this thing is barely happening. I was like, well, look, I'm, sorry, I'm not trying to school you, but it's like a Long Island iced tea. You just got to wait. And she was like, whatever. It's, there's hardly any alcohol in there. Cut to literally 10 <laughs> minutes later. She's like, yeah! Like screaming, like getting up off our chair. That's right. Like going crazy. <laughs> Believe me. They, they were doing such a great yeah. job. That's they, the only that's, reason why. That's, that's the only reason. <laughs> well, anyway, Louis Tan, a lot of people, Brianna was there, yeah. uh, Hildegrand, and a whole bunch of people who were there from, from the convention all came yeah. out. Thanks, Paul, uh, for like yeah. hooking us up. And that was really cool. But Louis Tan is a cool dude. We got a chance to hang out with him. And then we heard this news. So what mm-hmm. do you think about this news? I think this is fantastic. I mean, um, we missed the opportunity to have Louis Tan. Uh, he was um, advocating very he, – he had a strong case for it to be Iron Fist. Instead, he ended up being a Zhao Xing, who I think is a great character from – uh, Iron Fist, you know, happy 33rd birthday, Danny Rand. Mm-hmm. But they had him as a drunken master. It was like the last 10 minutes of episode One of my eight. favorite scenes. It's, I think it's everybody's time, favorite Out of scene. Iron Fist the entire season, that it's was one, the best scene because I was like, reminded me a little, a little bit of that flavor of the Jackie Chan drunken master. Like yes. that, you know, that... I'm drunk, but I can pull crazy moves. And, like, you know, he, that makes you unaware. Like, I don't think, I think, is he faking it? No, he's drunk, but he has no, that skill set because he's drunk. That's when it comes out. I mean, exactly. that's... Yeah, so... What, that that nails it for me. And now that Irons, he better be he better be playing Nightwing. Hopefully, <laughs> Adam McKay has already interviewed him. Is like, yeah, just let me finish this thing called Dungeons and Dragons. What do you think? 
Look, I think he's great. Not Adam McKay, Chris McKay. Sorry. Chris McKay. I think he's great. I, I mean, I, again, I'd like to see more of him. You know, why not? Give him a lead role. Great. Uh, but uh, is, are they going to make a Nightwing movie? I know. Right? You know, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Well, look, dude, seriously, if they lock this Batman thing down, the Batman, the whole reason Nightwing and Batgirl and all these other Bat characters should exist, they have to establish Batman. We've been saying this. They're working on it. I guess they've got some pre-production. It always bothers me that it takes this long. It's like 2012. I always have to mention that because it's like, come on. It's your it's your biggest character in your entire all of D.C., bigger than Superman. It's the biggest character is Batman. Well, we don't have a movie for that yet, but here's a Joker movie. What is wrong with you? I mean, so like <laughs> that is my problem with DC right now, but they're working on fixing it. And then once they have that Batman established, Matt Reeves, I have utmost confidence in him. I, it makes sense to make Batgirl and Birds of Prey well, and Nightwing and Joker. I think I, the Bat family makes sense then. Yeah, I think I think DC could do a strong villain movie. Like, they wouldn't have to have Batman in it. it. It literally could be the journey of this regular person that then gets, you know, exposed in some way and ends up having powers. Sure. And then the choices that happen, they end up being a villain. I think we could completely have that, and we don't have to have a Batman character in it. Maybe at the end, you have a shadowy figure, you know, land to take them down or mm-hmm. something like that. But I think DC has uh, a rogues gallery or Batman has a rogues gallery um, strong enough to be able to do that. And they could do that without Batman. But I understand <laughs> what you mean about um, Nightwing. They could I, do a villain movie. Just don't make it about, don't make just, it the Riddler. Don't like, make just it the Just make a different villain. Yeah, you know? make it's it like, Sandman or, or one of the serial killers. Someone not connected to Batman. Yeah. Make Calendar Man. <laughs> calendar Man. I, I, look, you know what I think is going to happen at San Diego with what? this DC panel? I think You've got Wonder Woman in production, right? They're gonna they're gonna trot out the Trinity, baby. You they're know gonna it. trot out the Trinity. You've got Wonder Woman two in production. They're going to announce Batman and they're going to announce Man of Steel, probably with Chris McQuarrie writing and directing. Yep. Henry Cavill coming off what looks to be a great turn in Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, uh, maybe. Why not just call it Superman? They've yeah, never well, had a right, movie right, called, called Superman. I they, think that's called Superman the movie. Just get rid of the movie. We know it's a movie. Call it Superman. And can you imagine how how bananas Hall H would go? People like, are going to freak out. And how funny is yeah. it? Talk about a course correction. A course correction into their main characters. Right. Here's the very basis of the DC universe. The guy universe. is flying through all these other movies as a pure, as an actual real course correction. He's going to be an Aquaman. Yeah, He's going to be in Shazam. He's going to be one. That would be crazy. And then, you, you know, can you imagine, like, they have the big screen and they just have the logos It's come getting out. sweaty in here. I mean, I'm getting all like, that's right. Come on, man. DC, are you watching this show? We're just three angry people. We're not angry at all. We're actually really hopeful. I think that's that's what uh, and so many people have told us that just uh, just sitting at the table, people come up and ask us questions. Yeah. Every, every single person there wants a Superman movie. Every single person there, whether or not they liked Justice League or not, mm. wants to see Henry Cavill come back and do his thing as Superman the right way. So hopefully that's going to happen. We all have hope. Jared Leto, he has hope to play not only the Joker, but guess what? Now he's Morbius. He is the <laughs> living vampire Oh wow! for Sony's Marvel-adjacent series, which is, you know, we've got Venom. We've got the upcoming Silver and Black, which had to, like, take a little rescripting thing, whatever it's they're taking doing. A, taking a they're taking a break. They're like, yeah. get, get it right. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina Blythe. Gina Prince, Prince G- Gina Blythewood. Prince Blythewood. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name. It's By the Wood, but it's Blythewood. Mm-hmm. Gina Prince Blythewood. She's got a great name. I watched her work already in Cloak and Dagger. She's a fantastic director. Yes. I have confidence in what she's going to do with Silver, Silver and Black. I, I say, if you're not, if you don't have the script rocked, rock it down, lock it down, get it right. So Morbius, 
Jared Leto, who's already a vampire-looking dude. He already played the <laughs> Joker already. I mean, it's a perfect casting. He was already going to play another dude who's all pasty and white. It was Bloodshot. Remember, he was like, and then Vin Diesel. Now Vin Diesel has to put on the pancake makeup or whatever to play Bloodshot. But Jared Leto, you know, I think it's perfect casting for Morbius. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, if you're going to do Morbius, then uh, Jared Leto, that, that works. I, I, I just, wow, when I thought of um, the villains that they would utilize, Morbius wasn't even on my radar with it. No, he was not. No, I neither. mean, I, would, that, I wouldn't have even thought about that. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the process where it was like, hey, this character above all others. And then, like, what, do, what does that mean? Who else will we, are we going to have, like, I don't know, um, Mistress Webb, <laughs> you yeah, know? the Jackal. In there? Start checking all the those. Jackal? I mean, it's possible. That's the first villain from Spider Man that Stanley didn't correct, uh, create. This was, uh, I think it's issue 101 when Morbius showed up. So, mm. what do you think? Well, I had a dream that Jared Leto would play Lestat. In a vampire Lestat I thought you were going to start talking about your Judd Hirsch weirdo dream of, like, you were on that boat? Like, <laughs> Robert, the boat. If you follow Robert on Twitter, get ready to have some weirdness happen. I was, like, occasionally checking on this <laughs> nutball. And he's, like, whether he's arguing with people on Star Trek for, like, four days or whether he's, like, talking about his... Whether bizarre... Infinity War was a cliffhanger. Right. That was this weekend. I didn't even want to get into that. I was, like, I'm going to save my insanity for other things, like, ripping on him for having what he called a dream. I called it a nightmare. So... <laughs> Anyway, what do you think? Well, I dreamt, I should say, I dreamt I was on Judd Hirsch's boat in Independence Day Resurgence. Nightmare. I don't know why. It was just a weird, I woke up at 3 in the 30 in the morning, maybe to which pizza, I don't know. Mm. But no, I I wanted to play Lestat because he's in his band 30 Seconds to Mars. The Vampire Lestat's one of my favorite books ever. Right. Mm. I liked Interview with the Vampire, but Vampire Lestat is so good. And he's, Lestat's a rock star. Yes. He's got a band. I mean, that was the whole point. Mm -hmm. You need somebody who can really sing. And I thought it'd be great. What's his thing? Zero from Mars? Is that his band? uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds. And when they, announced him as Morbius the living vampire I'm like okay somebody was thinking along those lines I mean it's just I wish it was Warner Brothers with making the vampire Lestat I know they're doing a Vampire Chronicles TV series but I would have why they never made the vampire I like that spin on it I don't know if they I mean I don't know if they're gonna have Morbius be in a band but they should now that you said (laughs) that that's that's kind of perfect Kumail Nanjani is going to be joining Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth for the Men in Black reboot, and I think that's great casting. I don't know who he's going to be playing. Hopefully, he's another Man in Black. I think that would be great. I love the cast that they got so far. Uh, Tessa and Chris have great chemistry. If you haven't seen a film called Thor Ragnarok, they're in that. Um, <laughs> and uh, Tessa's in a, a brand-new amazing film called Sorry to Bother You, which you have to you have to check it out. It's fantastic. Um, mm. uh, so what do you guys think? Oh, Tessa Thompson, yes. Yes. Chris Hemsworth, yes. and now Kumal. Yes, absolutely. This uh, that sounds like a Men in Black movie that I want to see, yeah. and I love the chem- like you were saying the chemistry between the two of them. I want an alien buddy cop movie, and that's what that is. We're gonna get it. Well, I love Kamal is a huge X Files fanatic. Oh yeah, I mean oh, he I did his podcast, and he's I, I saw him introduce the each episode when he was like yeah, the first complete. And so back. for him to be in Men in Black has got to be for him mm-hmm. like a dream come true. It's the closest mm-hmm. thing he could ever be to becoming Fox Mulder. So, that's right. I, I mean, that's why I'm just like, He's, I was so happy yeah. for him to be like, oh, good. He should actually be like reading an X-Files comic when they walk in on a mm-hmm. scene. We're like, hey, guys, yeah. hopefully that happens. Kristen Wiig, we got a first look at her from the, as Cheetah, in a, well, not as the transformed Cheetah, but the mm-hmm. human Cheetah from uh, Wonder Woman in 1984. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. When I, when I first heard Kristen Wiig announced as playing Cheetah, I was all in because it's like, usually when you have someone that talented who's a comedian, they can also play it's it's a comedy it's a comedy tragedy mm-hmm. it's the role of theater that's hidden there and we've all seen it in her and like a lot of her other work what do you think uh yeah i when i saw that first look because 
something that we can tend to forget or something that I'm I'm guilty of forgetting is that when you hear a casting for like a villain, you immediately might think of just the villain, like Cheetah, you know, with, you know, right. exactly. And then you don't actually stop to think, oh, no, 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 wait, she has to be Barbara Minerva first. So you are casting for Barbara Minerva, who can then someone who can then turn into Cheetah. And then, yes, of course, that's Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Of course, that that's going to work. I mean, um. Uh, the episode that she did, uh, Milk, for The Last Man on Earth, uh, it's, it's this one where she's, uh, she's locked in a bunker for like a few years with her dog, and she tries to teach her dog to say milk. Well, See, I'm going to watch that now yeah. that you told me about that. That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, seeing, seeing that picture with her with the first look, I'm like, yeah, I can see archaeologists, you, a little bit geeky, awesome. Well, you, you know, co- uh, comedians, like you, you think about how Robin Williams transition into a dramatic actor sure and, mm. and comedians have a really i think a really great grasp of drama mm-hmm. because comedy is kind of the flip side you know tragedy comedy whatever um and i i think that they're usually when they're put in positions where they can show their dramatic chops we get gold you know we get something that's really really special like i remember as a kid watching World According to Garp and seeing Robin Williams in that where he does a really great dramatic turn. Sure. I mean, I, yeah. I was a kid watching him as Mork from Ork and he was all crazy. But he really, he did such a great job. Uh, and I think that Kristen Wiig's going to knock it out of the park and blow everybody away. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I mean, look, another person, Jim Carrey, obviously, not only Oof. just in The Mask, but uh, Eternal Sunshine showed his true range. Last one of Minor Mutations, Gideon Falls is optioned as a series. That's Jeff Lemire's uh, serial killer kind of crazy comic that literally just came out. If you're not checking it out, you can check it out. I want to get to the comic book pull list. We're over an hour, so i got to rock into this. Starting off with number 10, we got Cosmic Ghost Rider number one, followed by Death of the Inhumans number one, followed by Captain America number one. How many number ones are there? Well, here's Immortal Hulk number two, Man of Steel number six. We've got Avengers number four. We've got Justice League number three. We've got Star Wars 50. We've got Catwoman number one. And then to top it off, number one, we've got Batman number 50, the wedding of Bruce Ween and Selena Kyle. Bruce uh, Ween? Yeah. Bruce, yes. Bruce, Bruce Ween. Bruce Ween. <laughs> Bruce Ween. Um, <laughs> Selena So we've got, this is a lot of number ones. And it's like, it's, it's pretty front loaded with a lot of Marvel and DC comic books. It's like, I kind of, I was against this fresh start thing that they were doing or all these like, but I got to be honest, the, the crews that they got on here from Tom King, Dan Slott, Karen Gellin, Chip Zarsky, is Azarello with Donny Cates. We got artists like Michael Allred, Salvador La Roca, um, Michael Johnin, Riso. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Who? What would you say, Roca? None. Oh, oh Roca's just barely waking up. That's right. He's just telling me we're over time, then he goes back to sleep. Cut it out over there. Anyway, what do you guys think about this list? Uh, this is a fantastic list. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm going to continue moving forward with uh, Justice League's, like, uh, I've. You know, because Justice League number three want yeah. that. But yes, I want um, the wedding of Bruce Wayne yeah. and Selena Bruce Keen. Ween and Selena. <laughs> Selena. What do you think, Rob? Well, I'm excited. I mean, I've been waiting for this wedding. I told you I was getting up, catching up on my Batmans. Right. I finally caught up on all of Metal. Like, I read all of the crossovers and everything. Yeah. It was a lot. They got the hard covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so uh, King's work is pretty, I mean, I'm really interested to see where it continues on. There's so much good stuff now. I mean, I'm kind of tired of the new number ones. 
You know, we talk about that a lot. Right. Yeah, this is but, this will be an ongoing conversation. But, and I, I, you know, did you say Man of Steel 6? Yeah. You did. I'm really enjoying that, too. I am, too. That's and I'm like, a different artist every issue. Uh, yeah. You've got Kevin McGuire, then you just had Adam Hughes yeah. killing it with that yeah. number five. I can't wait to pick this up. Don't forget to listen to us on Podcast One or iTunes. You can subscribe to Collider Heroes. I'm going to be at Boise, Idaho for Wizard World, uh, July 13th to the 15th. So if you're in Boise, Idaho, come hang out with me. I'm going to get sweaty, do a bunch of panels, talk with y'all. So just come by my booth. I don't know what it is yet. And then San Diego Comic-Con. We're all going to be there in some formation or other, but I'm going to have some kind of meet and greet happening Friday night for the Collider Heroes group. So I'll let you know probably next week. Uh, hopefully all of us will be there on Friday. Mm-hmm. We all can hang out. And uh, I'll be at uh, booth 1703 for Friday and Saturday doing a signing. And there'll be a bunch of other stuff going on. So definitely San Diego Con will have a presence there. And come and say hi to me at Boise, Idaho. You've been watching Collider Heroes. See you on Wednesday. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.